Welcome back to the Total Freedom Podcast. This is Andy, your host who is reading excerpts from Total Freedom book by Jadu Krishnamurti. And again, it's an exercise where it's an exploration into sharing my favorite highlights throughout the book. And these episodes are not necessarily building upon each other. Um, where I've found a lot of these can be taken um, out and stand on their own, these excerpts and chapters. So they're just little bits and pieces of life lessons and uh, really uh, profound statements that that resonated with me, and I thought it would be a good thing to share with you. So I appreciate you following along, or if this is your first time, uh, welcome and it's been going well in uh, not having any marketing or any sort of um, outside advertising or sales going on. And we've had over 2,000 plays of all time so far. And um, look forward to reading along and uh, having you listen to some of these really Um, important gems that can hopefully help um, anyone in a really busy life and um, I've got three little excerpts for you today in this episode and uh, get started. So on page 184 on chapter can we create a new culture he says but the man who is seeking truth and acting however worthy and noble he may be only creates further confusion and misery. He is like the reformer who is merely concerned with decorating the prison walls, with bringing more light, more laboratories, or what you will, into the prison. Whereas if you understand this whole problem of how the mind is conditioned by society, if you allow truth to act and do not act according to what you think is truth, then you will find that such action brings about its own culture, its own civilization, a new world which is not based on acquisitiveness, on sorrow, on strife, on belief. It is the truth that will bring about a new society, not the communists, not the Christians, not the Hindus, the Buddhists, or the Muslims, to respond to any challenge according to one's conditioning is merely to expand the prison or to decorate its bars. It is only when the mind understands and is free from the conditioning influences which have been imposed upon it or which it has created for itself, that there is the perception of truth, and it is the action of that truth which brings into being a new society, a new culture. Moving forward one page, little sentence or two here. To end sorrow, pain, either one must understand the ways of the mind, of desire, will, choice, going into that completely, or else listen to find the truth. The truth is that as long as there is a point in the mind which is moving toward another point, that is, as long as the mind is seeking security in any form, it will never be free from pain. Security is dependency, and a mind that depends has no love. All right, moving forward a couple pages here. To the chapter, What is Our Basic Problem? Where I've got a full page for you. He says, 
I don't know if there is a reality or not, but I want to find out. And to find out, my mind must obviously be free of envy, not just in patches, but totally. Because envy is a movement of agitation. It is only such a man who is capable of real inquiry. We shall go into that presently. So my problem is not to inquire into reality, but to find out whether living in this world I can be free of envy. Envy is not mere jealousy, though jealousy is part of it, nor is it merely being concerned because someone else has more than I. Envy is a state of a mind which is demanding more and more all the time. More power, more position, more money, more experience, more knowledge, in demanding the more is the activity of the mind which is self-centered. Now can I live in this world and be free of self-centered activity? Can I cease to compare myself with somebody else? Being ugly, I want to be beautiful. Being violent, I want to be nonviolent. Wanting to be different, to be more, is the beginning of envy, which does not mean that I blindly accept what I am. But this desire to be different is always in relation to something which is comparatively greater, more beautiful, more this or more that, and we are educated to compare in this way. It is our daily craving to compete, to surpass, and we are satisfied with being envious, not only consciously, but also unconsciously. You feel that you must become somebody in this world, a great man or a rich man, and if you are fortunate, you say it is because you have done good in the past. All that nonsense about karma and so on. Inwardly, also, you want to become somebody, a saint, a virtuous man, and if you observe this whole movement of becoming, this pursuit of the more, both outwardly and inwardly, you will see that it is essentially based on envy. In this movement of envy, your mind is held, and with such a mind can you discover the real? Or is it that an impossibility? Surely, to discover the real, your mind must be completely free of envy. There can be no demand for the more, either openly or in the hidden recesses of the unconscious. And if you have ever observed it, you will know that your mind is always pursuing the more. You had a certain experience yesterday, and you want more of it today. Or being violent, you want to be nonviolent, and so on. These are all the activities of a mind which is concerned with itself. So thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to reading more excerpts. We're about uh, halfway through the book at this point, so stay tuned. Thanks. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.